You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. The ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is this 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 is views from Street. Now, here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, steaming toward the end of another titillating edition of the Views from Midstreet podcast. Rob Brown, Lonzo Reitzel with you. Is that, is that your new word? Is that your new word? It is. It is. Yeah, like you're, it. you're, you're enjoying that word. Just a couple it's, segments and you're using it multiple times. So it's an underappreciated word. It gets people's attention is what it does. Great one. That's what it does. It, it makes you smile. I guess that's all that matters. It does. It may, if you smile, so do I. There you go. I like it. Uh, so do us a favor. If you're listening to this pod, if you're enjoying this pod, if you would like more of this pod, do us a favor, share this pod, put it up on your social media, send it out to your friends. If you've got Carolina Panthers fans that you think would want to be up to date on all the newest Carolina news and information, hit them with it. You can grab the link, the share link off of wherever your or their major podcasts are found. Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, or free on the Odyssey app. Send them a link to the pod. Tell them to download it, to subscribe it, to be a part of what we are trying to build here with the views from Ministry Podcast. All right, let's get a couple more topics in here before we wrap up the midweek edition and turn our sights towards the Friday edition. Uh, this one is kind of interesting Sunday at home against the Redbirds could be ugly, not the game, but the game because hurricane Ian, which is currently bearing down on the Florida peninsula, it has begun shifting to the East a little bit. The problem is as of right now, Models show that once it gets up over Florida, makes its way up to around the St. Augustine-Jacksonville area, it will begin a brief jog back to the east. And as of right now, 6.15 on Tuesday evening, the path of that storm could bring its remnants. Obviously, it will not be a depression, hurricane, or tropical storm at this point, but could bring the remnants of Hurricane Anne including a significant amount of rain right over the stadium on Sunday around the time that kickoff is scheduled for Arizona versus Carolina. We've already seen a number of games around the Carolinas being moved. I'm sure it is happening around both North and South Carolina, but here where we are in the upstate of South Carolina, in the Greenville-Spartanburg area, all of our Friday night high school games have been moved to Thursday evening. 
because the showers are expected to start rolling in Friday night. The University of South Carolina has already moved their Saturday afternoon game against SC Upstate. They have moved that game to Thursday evening at 7 p.m. to be out of the way by the time the rain gets here on Saturday. Still waiting to see what Clemson is going to do since they're hosting college game day or at least are scheduled to on Saturday. But by the time Sunday afternoon rolls around, that is around exactly the time that heavy rains could maybe potentially, I am not a meteorologist, nor did I stay in a Holiday Inn Express last night, be hovering over Bank of America Stadium in downtown Charlotte. Obviously, if there are still lightning uh, strikes within that storm, that game could be postponed, delayed, or moved. If it is not lightning and just heavy rain, they may try to play in it. But if the weather has an impact in this game, Lonzo, Chuba Hubbard better get his long spikes on because I expect he would be pressed into heavy duty. Yeah, uh, we saw what really heavy rain is like in a football game earlier in the year. or I think it was like two games ago. Might have been week one or week two with Chicago to the point where, you know, there's all the video out there of them uh, basically chest surfing on the turf afterwards. Justin Fields doing that and just sliding for like 15 yards because of how much water was there. So that definitely could be a problem. The irrigation in the stadium is pretty good. I've been there during rain before. Uh, but rain definitely affects the passing game. And usually the team with the better running game is going to uh, going to win that game. Now you can look at it and go, yeah, but Kyler Murray. But Kyler Murray probably weighs like 150 pounds. He, he may weigh more than that. I don't know. I haven't seen him on a scale. Uh, but these smaller guys struggle running in the rain. The bigger guys usually do better because they sink into the turf. That's how that works. They sink. And so you're right, Chuba Hubbard. Uh, he needs to hang on to the ball, though. We see we seen him lose the ball when the weather was dry. Uh, what's he gonna? This last game, he did pretty well, though. So yeah, we'll probably see a heavy dose of him in the rain, and uh, still gonna see McCaffrey too. If this plays out the way that it possibly could with rain in the area on Sunday. What would be interesting is the offensive line for the Panthers because they've actually played much better than I expected the last two weeks. Against New York, they got blown up in a couple of spots. The Saints blew them up a couple of times and were able to pressure Baker out of the pocket. But overall, and again, I don't lose my mind over the PFF grades, but the PFF grades have been pretty dadgum good for the Panthers offensive line. You go flashback three weeks back to the beginning of the season. Lonzo was all but holding and petting my head, telling me it's going to be okay. The offensive line's going to gel and be fine. And I panicked a little bit, but the last couple of weeks, they've played exceptionally well. If it is soggy, if it is gross, if it is nasty on Sunday, I've got a little bit more faith that they will be able to win the three yards in a glop of mud challenge against the Arizona Cardinals. Now, the Cardinals running a 3-4 defense will not have as many bodies at the line of scrimmage. Would they switch that to a 4-3 based on the weather? I'm not entirely sure. They got a couple of guys up front, obviously in JJ Watt, obviously in 
uh, Isaiah Simmons, the right linebacker, and Buda Baker back there at that free safety that love to come up and attack. It would be a challenge, but I feel a little bit better about this game happening in the rain again if it does in week four, though, than I would have if this game was scheduled in week one or week two. You know, something else to factor into, we talked about Baker earlier. Baker Mayfield has spent a lot of time in bad weather in Cleveland. So it's not like it was all sunny skies there because I'm from Ohio and uh, Cleveland is dismal, which is why I'm glad I never lived there. But Baker did, and he had to play there a ton in some really bad weather, including rain and snow and all this stuff that happens in Cleveland. So I think he's going to be better prepared for this kind of stormy weather than uh, than that uh, diminutive quarterback in Arizona. So I was watching- where, where it's always sunny, by the way, always sunny in Arizona. Uh, I was watching the NFL Rewind on Sunday after this was all over, and the NFL Rewind crew actually voted the Carolina Panthers offensive line uh, as their high-performing offensive line of the week. So the NFL Rewind folks, the NFL Net folks, took a little vested interest in where the Panthers are right now. And and, and again, listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this offensive line is the best in football. They're not yet. But... They had a great week against New Orleans. They have gotten much better. The few spots that I have been concerned about, a good chunk of it being Icky and Brady on the left side, the pass pro was a little bit shaky against New Orleans in spots. But you also got to keep in mind, as we mentioned, the New Orleans Saints have one of the best defensive end duos in the entire National Football League with Cam Jordan lined up over on one side and Marcus Davenport on the other. So it makes sense that the defensive end rush from New Orleans would would create problems for a rook. But one of the things that I've noticed about Iki Aquanu so far is that a lot of the problems that he has had specifically in pass pro, a lot of that has to do uh, was set up, right? A lot of it has to do with spots where his splits are too wide. We've talked about this on the pod in the past. Spots where his splits are too wide. Spots where his first drop step isn't quite deep enough and the defensive end is able to get hands to jersey before Icky really gets an opportunity to set back into his stance. The good news, though, is... Before history is written... It's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. These are the fixable things. These are the things that are easily fixable. It's it's. It's basic mechanics, right? Now, and it's basic mechanics that as a rook, it's obviously easy to get caught up in, uh, especially when you are a dominant player at that position in the at the college level because you can get away with that, right? How many players have we seen first and second round draft picks that get to the league and they've just got bad mechanics and people go, how, how are they this bad as a first round draft pick? The answer is, 
they were so talented at the college level that they were able to make mistakes and then just out athlete the guys that would otherwise get beat. It's not that way at this level of the league. The good news is Icky continues to learn, continues to grade out higher week by week, continues to set right those little mechanical mistakes, and all of a sudden, he's looking better by the week. Again, still some spots where they were a little bit shaky against New Orleans, but overall, uh, this offensive line has gotten some recognition from the NFL net, from the analysts that are watching. These guys look pretty good. Yeah, the one thing that that gets me is the splits. It really does. As someone who who played tackle in high school and played guard in college, uh, a little bit of that could be helped by Christensen could help him out. You could look at him and and like wave him in a little bit closer uh, to to get the splits a little bit tighter. And the other thing is, he's still adjusting to the game. And you're talking about how good he was in college. I'm sure he was amazing in high school. And and you realize that the NFL is a pyramid. You got the top of the top there, and he's been going up against some really, really good defensive guys. He's probably waiting waiting for somewhere down the line, okay, that defensive line isn't that good. I can't wait to see what it's like not going up against an all-pro because that's what he's been doing is going up against all-pros the entire time. By the way, and, and just to give a little levity here regarding the conversation about Icky, uh, I don't know how many of you, if any of you, watched the Monday night football game, Dallas versus uh, Dallas versus New York. Evan Neal is the uh, left tackle for the New York football giants. Evan Neal was expected to be an absolute stud out of Alabama, selected seventh overall by the giants in last year's draft. Evan Neal was a train wreck in the Monday Night Football game for the Giants. Evan Neal, if if you ask me to list the two or three reasons that I think that the New York Football Giants, a team that defeated us a few weeks ago, ended up losing to the Dallas Cowboys late in that game, part of the reason why is because the New York offense found a rhythm. And then Evan Neal kept getting Danny Dimes absolutely Danny dropped in the backfield. We are okay. We got the right pick. Had we selected Evan Neal instead of Icky Aquanwu, we would have been in real bad shape right now. I mean, real bad shape. So you, you, you took a guy who was probably not even projected an Icky to be the starter at the beginning of the year. Uh, he had a real rough go of it. In week one, remember Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney, the best defensive end conversation you will have in the NFL. In week two, against a little less talented, but still not bad New York pass rush, he looks much better. And then against the, against one of the top two or three defensive end pairs in New Orleans, Icky was just fine. Now, in fairness to Evan Neal, he was going up against Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is a freak of nature. I get that. But... Icky has been, Lonzo, I think the word that I would assign to him right now, Icky and Brady on the left side have been trustworthy. Not perfect, not exceptional, not pristine, not top class, but they've been trustworthy enough. And for a developing offensive line, that's exactly what I'm looking for. 
Yeah, in the end, you're putting a rookie out there at left tackle. And most years and most rookie left tackles, the quarterback will be getting killed. And, yeah, uh, Baker's been sacked a couple times. But if you look at who they've been going up against and you put in some other rookies from the past and even you're talking about from the Giants, Baker would have gotten destroyed, and he hasn't. Um, he got he got nailed a few times in the in the uh, first half of the first game, but since then he's been relatively clean. So that's I mean I think Aquan is not only living up to expect expectations, he's surpassing them because he's a rookie. Like I said, going up against all these all stars, and he's holding his own. I uh, I will tell you this. Um... Offensive line as a rook is one of the hardest positions to learn on a football field, right? Because with 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 the wide receiver position, it's it's memorizing a playbook. It's on this play, you do this. And maybe you have a couple of RPOs where you got to remember your assignment. Maybe you got a blocking assignment here and there. Uh, running back, kind of the same situation, right? Like it's basically you're going to look, that's my hole. I'm going to hit it. I'm going to wait for the pulling guard, jump in his hip pocket, et cetera. Uh, you know, I, I played offensive line in high school, which this may shock you, wasn't good enough to go to the league. Who knew? I know Lonzo did as well. Lonzo left tackle, especially blindside tackle on any given formation, any given play, you could have like three or five or four roles. I don't know why I counted those out of order. Get off me. I'm tired. You could have three or four or five different rules that you have to follow to pick out who you're supposed to block, right? Like if the defensive end is at an inside seven versus an outside nine, or maybe he steps over and he's inside the guard in that outside three technique. If the linebacker steps up, head up, you got to do this. But if he's inside, you got to do that. And you've got to be able to run through all those things rapid fire. And all five guys on the offensive line have to do that. And they all five have to get it exactly right. Or a defender is going to blow up the play. I think Iki Kwanu has done a more than respectable job at one of the hardest positions on the football field to learn. Absolutely. And we talked about Christensen. I'm sure that guy's helping him out. I'm sure everybody's helping him out. But in the end, this is on him and his talent. And before the draft happened, we were calling on so were most Carolina Panther fans, please address the line problem. And Drafting Aquanu was a good draft. And one thing the Panthers have been able to do, they've had some pretty good drafts, and this so far has been a great pick. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is where we will leave you for the midweek edition of the Views from Mint Street podcast. Again, do us a favor. Tell your friends. Share it around. Put it up on your social media. We would love to have you as part of the Views from Mint Street crowd. We will be back with you on Friday with our weekend preview pod where we will take a look ahead at the Arizona game and break down the X's and O's. Hopefully have a special guest joining us for that. Lonzo, before we get it out of here, any final words for the people? Yeah, just stay dry. That storm's coming. Yeah, not looking forward to that. Not looking forward to that, but hey, a little rain football, maybe. We'll see what happens. For Lonzo Reitzel, my name is Rob Brown. You can follow him on the social media at Lonzo on Word. Follow me across all the social medias at The Rob Brown Show. We will see you back here on Friday for a little more. Views from Mint Street Podcast. Keep pounding, baby.